Hey everybody, how's it going? Hope you've had a pleasant enough weekend. It is freezing cold this morning in Belfast. Um, we are Tuesday morning. Usually I'd be gearing up to go to a session or whatever. Or Actually, usually I'd probably be midway through a session and it's so weird not... First of all, like I find it really difficult. Like I spend like probably like two months at a time or longer out in America in Flagstaff and in like first of all it's a different time zone but also like it's just a different structure out there Um, girlfriend lives out there coach lives out there so we'll always meet up or things like this and and it's so like I'm not gonna say like weird but it's just it's it's been difficult this last really only the last two days is when I've actually been thinking about training but I, I know I've found it difficult in the past when I pretty much just fly across the ocean wake up in a different country and then try to like I guess pick up where I left off and it reminds me like why I've often like struggled in races when I've flown long haul first of all there's a bit of jet lag and and so you're I'm I'm used to going to bed at let's see, like 9.30 p.m. in Flagstaff, which is actually like maybe 4 a.m. in the U.K. So jet lag in that respect means that all of a sudden it's midnight in the U.K. and I'm still awake watching a movie. And I'm thinking like, right, I should not be awake at midnight if I'm going to get up at similar time the next morning to what I would in Flagstaff, like let's call it. 7.30 or 8.30 a.m. Because I don't really like lying in to like 9, 10. I think you just feel lazy and you don't feel very good about yourself. So I'm really struggling. And, and I think it's a really great talking point because routine, routine for me seems to be the most, let's call it the most powerful asset that I have. I'm like this creature of habit. And when I fall into a, like a really great routine, I create really good results, you know, like my results speak for themselves, like all of a sudden I put together maybe eight weeks of really consistent and good training, and I I really feel the, the, main, the main component of that is just having a good routine and a consistent routine, and and then I can just build on that every day. So nothing feels like hard work because it's just one day builds into another and boom, boom, boom. Before you know it, you've, you've built eight weeks of really, really good training and you didn't even see it happening. Whereas I do find when I'm at home, like I talked about this before, I talked about like, actually the, what I talked about before was the social aspect of home. So I was telling a journalist that I always find it difficult the like, and I, I said, like, see past Friday, and that was because, like, I didn't mind the training Monday to Friday, because nobody else was doing anything, everybody was at work, but then Friday afternoon, I'd get a text to say, hey, you want to go to the pub tonight, and, and I'd find it really difficult to, like, pretty much say no, um, but, but actually what I'm finding, now that I'm, like, at a more professional level than that, like, when I get a text that says, you want to go to the pub Friday, my first thought is yes, but no, I won't because I've got training. But 
the the difficulty that I find now isn't the isn't the going to the pub. It's just building a routine and a structure at home because I've been so used to being away. Um, and I know I've dragged on a little bit about that, but what I what I'm getting at here is if you're finding it difficult to string together consistent weeks of training perhaps you need to adjust your routine a little bit. And so what I would do is, like the first thing I sort of did there this morning was like, right, this isn't going to work. Um, I'm going to need to put a plan in place. And so the plan will essentially be wake up at 8 a.m., have coffee, have light breakfast, run at 9.30 a.m. And it doesn't take that long. Once there's a plan in place and you sort of stick to it, for a period of time, it doesn't. It doesn't honestly take that long for this new plan to become the normal routine. So all of a sudden, you go like two weeks. I think fourteen days supposedly is what it takes to drill a new for something to become a habit, basically. And so <laughs> that's obviously how long it takes when I'm in America, but that's how long it takes at home. But if you guys don't have a routine, so your plan might be slightly different because you might work or because you might have family obligations, but you can still put the plan in place, stick to it. In two weeks' time, it'll just feel like your normal routine, and I guarantee you that'll help your consistency because I am usually the most motivated person ever, but it's like at the minute I'm waking up like with this, like, like I just feel lost, you know, and... and I wake up and I just think like, oh my goodness, like, what am I going to do today? And now it's like 11.30 and I haven't ran. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to the gym here at noon. But yeah, I, I haven't done a run. Um, usually at about 9.15 latest in America, I'd be out for an 8 to 10 mile run by now. And it's not that I don't have to run today. I still might choose to rest because it's only week two um, post-marathon. But at the same time, am I doing that because it's the right call today? Or am I doing it because I just feel a bit lazy? Does that make sense? You know, And, and so it's really interesting to me that this is what it's like when you don't have a plan. This is what it's like when you don't have goals. This is what it's like when you're kind of just going with the flow and I don't think going with the flow works in in athletics, in running. I think you need to have a plan. I think a plan helps you be motivated. I think a plan helps you get out the door. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. So it's absolutely mental to me that this is how lost I feel when there's no like plan or goal or, or routine basically in place. Um, and I know I struggled with this before. And, and I remember going to a camp in Australia and we went to a place called Falls Creek. And what I loved about it, like specifically what I loved about it, was that each day of the week had a run. So to me, to me, like you woke up on Monday morning. And, and first of all, every day we ran at 9.30. That was just standard for, for Australia, 9.30 and 5.30. Um, but, but what I specifically loved about Falls Creek was that there was there was specific runs for specific days of the week. So Monday you went to maybe like Fitzy's Hut, as it was called, and and Tuesday you did your session, you did your K reps along the 
um, like trail bit. And then Wednesday, you might have went to this other run that we maybe did from like the the base camp, and and like it just took. I, I I've listened to like some things like online about like decision making and how you can only make a certain amount of decisions a day, and like how you should kind of help yourself with that. And if you limit the amount of decisions you have to make a day, it means that the decisions you end up having to make become good ones, and 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 stuff like this, but. Honestly, speaking from experience and practice, like, I honestly do think once the guessing game is taken out of your day, you're less likely to not do the task that you needed to do. So, if you're thinking, like, yeah, like, I'm going to do an eight-mile run tomorrow, but I don't really know when I'm going to do it, I don't really know where I'm going to do it, I guarantee you, 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 50% of the time, that run does not get done. Whereas, it's the same old, like, if you plan to meet somebody, you don't want to let them down, or... But it's the same. It, the same goes for like if you set a plan in place and a routine in place. I think you feel just as bad, kind of letting yourself down and not sticking to your Wednesday usual run. And and so yeah, like have a have a little tweak with that, guys. I think that could. I think that's something that could really help. It's something that's gonna. I'm gonna need to sort out myself. But I actually just booked some travel back to USA. Like I've had some physio at home, and because there's no. Because there's no tears, I think I'd be better off back in America. Um, I, I really do struggle with the routine here. Um, I, I haven't really found a good routine so far. And and so, like, I was sort of talking to Jackie Newton, who looks after me with Athletics Northern Ireland. And, and even though, like, I, I value the S&C support here and the... Uh, and physio support here, like that's the kind of thing I'm going to have to pay for in America. But at the same time, like physio and S&C is roughly like three hours of my week. So like if I'm spending the rest of the week, like and I told her I'm literally banging my head off against the wall, like what do I do now? Like can I train? Can I run? Do I not run? Do I do I make a new plan for the next race? And my head's going absolutely bonkers. So I decided to just book book my flight for Friday, head back to America, back to ground zero, I suppose you could say, and, and just, yeah, hopefully pick things up where I left off. I'll Because I'm going back to altitude, I can, like, take my time or whatever with getting back into training, and, and I think that'll be important to just not rush that process. Um, and, and then we'll we'll start to map out potentially what the next sort of race would be and, and then go from there, but... Like there's nothing like nothing exciting about what's coming up. It's just a bit of planning and what you might find is one of the things I spoke to Jackie about was I think it's gonna feel like a really long year. Like potentially once I start back training this time, it might be this block of training that goes all the way to the world championships in October. And if you I mean if you map that out, that's a that's a really, really, really long stint of training. So I think it's worth backing off a little bit now. And, and I, I'll tell you a good one. Like I I sat down and one of the first times I went to Flagstaff, or maybe one of the second times I went to Flagstaff, um, I ended up training with a, a guy called Matt Hughes, who is a member of the Bowerman Track Club. And he's a steeplechaser. I mean, he's he just missed the medal at the Commonwealth Games. I think he was sixth, possibly, at World Champs. Really, really good guy. Really impressive runner. He might have actually been higher than that in the World Champs. I think he's ran, like, 
maybe like eight thirteen for three K steeplechase, which is just ferocious. It's not even worth thinking about that. Like a lot of people struggle to run that for three K flat and this guy does it for three K steeplechase. But look the what I what I remember talking to him about was how how his group, Bowerman Track Club, who again are super, super successful, how they set their week up. And not just their week, sorry. I was more interested in, he, he, was, he was in Flagstaff at the time, and I, and I was just curious about like the training that he was doing, because I'm, I'm pretty curious about things like this anyway, because I love to understand what other coaches set eyes are, you know, stuff like that. And, and what, I, what I sort of find interesting about him is, I'm, back then, I was nowhere near as fit as like what I am now, but but he was training with me. And I remember thinking, hang on, this guy's like this guy's like top ten in the world or better. Like I'm pretty sure he was like fourth, fifth, or sixth or something like that. And he's and he's running with me, and and also like he's coached by a guy called Jerry Schumacher, who coaches like one. Um, New York Marathon, you know, like really, really good guys. And I'm thinking, like, what the fuck is this guy running with me for? And and everything that he was doing, it just wasn't spectacular. And so I was talking to him about it, and, and he pretty much told me that how, how his group kind of go about doing things is Jerry, their coach, might send them the altitude for a month. And the goal is just to just to get a, a little bit fit, you know, like like they're going to go to the altitude, they're going to run 90 to 100 mile a week, they're going to do a couple of sessions a week that aren't going to be that aggressive, but they still serve a purpose, they'll still move things forward slightly, they'll then do like maybe a long run on a Sunday where they're going to run the last six or eight miles a little bit quicker than the first 10, and and it's really that simple, and I remember thinking, Really? Like, and I, and I feel like if, if somebody in Belfast started being coached by Jerry Schumacher and he sent over the first month's training and he said, all right, guys, this is what I want you to do for your first month of training. And he said, I want you to run 70 to 80 mile a week. And I want you to do a fartlek on a Tuesday. I don't care how you break that up. Just do 30 minutes of fartlek on a Tuesday. And on Friday, I want you to do 8 times 200 meter hills, 8 times 30 seconds, 30 to 45 second hills. And then I want you to come back to the track and I want you to do 8 times 300 at your 3K pace on the track. And then on Sunday, I want you to do your normal long run, and you're going to do 8 to 10 miles, easy, and then you're going to change your shoes into slightly more aggressive shoes, like your racing flats, and you're going to do 6 to 8 miles, a little bit slower than your marathon effort, and I want you to do that for the next 6 weeks. And you're going to, you're going to read that, and you're going to be thinking, this is one of the best coaches in the world and he has just set me that for the next six weeks. Like, is that it? And and honestly, like, I, I remember him telling me, and then basically what they do is they go to altitude for that month. They then go back to sea level. At sea level, they might crank things a little bit, but nothing crazy. They might add in some mile reps. Um, 
And then they go back to the altitude and they do another four to five weeks of this general training. And when they go back to sea level the next time or back to altitude the next time, they do a very aggressive four to five weeks training. And it's the very aggressive four to five weeks training that allows them to be able to compete at the high level that they compete at. But it might be in a 14 to 16 week general plan. And, and I just remember, so if they, if they didn't do the 12 weeks of general training, they wouldn't be able to handle the specific month, which gets them specific race ready. And I just remember thinking like, one of the one of the issues with me as a kid, or even me a couple of years ago, and, and, and most people in the UK and Ireland, we're not willing to dedicate three months to just general training, you know? And we're very rarely willing to, to just say to ourselves, okay, for the next two months, there isn't, there isn't really a, a big focus. I'm just gonna train to train. I'm gonna train and get pretty fit so that in three months time I can train harder and when I can train harder that's what's going to help me race faster and like I know I really rambled a bit there and and I've went on and on a bit about this but it's kind of what I'm thinking for like the next lot of months like maybe it's about time I just did some training to train and given the fact that the world champs are in October and that should be my only priority for the rest of the year well, maybe the next three to four months, I need to be doing my 90 to 100 mile a week training to train, getting as aerobically fit as possible, but making sure that when it gets to June, July, I'm not like too tired and can't really be bothered training for the world camps. And I, and I think that's really, really, really important. And, and so like, I know like, I know you can't take a huge amount away from that because like maybe you don't have world champs or, but I mean, let the Dublin Marathon be your world champs. Let, let like the next, the Belfast Marathon be your world champs. And, and if you know that usually after six to eight weeks of training, you start to get maybe a little bit tired or maybe a little bit fed up, well, you need to start prolonging that block of training. And maybe the way to do it is not to go gung-ho in week one and learn to, learn to, Think of your think of your energy and think of your training and, and, and your input. Think of it as a big bag of sand. And every time you go to the track and you push really, really hard or maybe you push a little bit too hard, you're sticking a knife in that big bag of sand. And you can only stick so many knives into the bag of sand before it all drains out. And I have a big bag of sand that I need to last all the way to October. Um, now, of course, I can take little weeks off here and there or like a couple of days off or maybe a couple of easy days and, and maybe that's like throwing more sand into it. But at the same time, th there's only so much like a week off will do. If you've just been going hammer, 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 eventually you're just going to get too tired. So now like, I, I hope you take something away from that. Th today the big message was routine. Routine can be amazing. And then I guess timing of your periodization. A lot of people don't even think about periodization and they just move on to the next goal and, and bang off they go. But maybe my next goal, it might be a half marathon, it might be a 10K. But in the scheme of things, like the Olympics is the A goal. The world champs might be like a B goal. European champs, B goal. But then things like 10Ks, half marathons, maybe they need to start going down as like C and D. And 
And for the likes of the Olympics and the World Champs, you're going to give it 16 weeks of very serious preparation. Maybe for the likes of a B or C goal, you need you need to be maybe you need to be looking at like four to five weeks of specific training, and the rest of the time you're doing whatever training will help the big goal at the end of the year. All right, guys, have a great day. I'm going to do some gym. Love gym.